This company's never been more profitable. You mean hugely profitable? I like it. Dayporter.com presents The Profitable Cleaner, a podcast on commercial cleaning sales and entrepreneurship. The one podcast that's not afraid to discuss real sales strategies with real cleaning professionals that produce real profits and real results. Super excited to have uh, a special guest here today on the Profitable Cleaner podcast. We got Devin Samaha, VP of Sales with uh, Allied Universal uh, Janitorial Services. Uh, Devin, thank you so much thank for joining us for here today. Me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we'll just kind of start off here, Devin. Uh, we were just speaking before the call that. Not a lot of people get to see the industry kind of through your viewpoint at your scale, um, at really scale being how large that you guys are. Let's just start there for simple introductions. Who is Devin and what do you do and how did you come to be the VP of sales at Allied Universal? Yeah, so um, I first out of college, I was in the janitorial business. I um, was hired by a large um, janitorial distributor supplier. Um, so that's kind of really how I cut my teeth on the industry, learning uh, the products, um, the services, how to clean floors, how to scrub floors, how to strip and wax, all that kind of all that kind of stuff to so that I could sell the products to our customers. So that's kind of how I got started. Did that for um, about five or six years, um, then got into the commercial real estate industry where I was for, for a long time. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Steve Jones, who's the CEO of um, Allied Universal, um, reached out to me and, and, and said, hey, we're thinking about starting a janitorial division because uh, we, the company actually, Allied Universal was founded as a janitorial company in 1965. Uh, we later added a security division and then sold the janitorial division. And in 2008, um, decided to to relaunch the janitorial division so at that time he had reached out to me and said hey do you want to come over here and help help run this company you were you were in that business and you have a long um, uh, track record in sales so we'd love you to come over here and help help run uh, the sales division for us so so i did and and in 2008 we started um with zero business um absolutely zero you know so uh, from there to now, we're we're close to uh, half a billion dollars now, and in uh, in annual revenues. Um, so, pretty pretty decent sized janitorial company. Um, small compared to our secure our our sister company, uh, our uh, Allied Universal Security, which is you know roughly twenty billion dollars. So, so a big janitorial company, but small compared to them. But but nonetheless, it's been a great, great ride, and and uh, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's it's been a, a fun journey. Sheesh. I know, right? What That's a way awesome. to open up yeah, like that, geez. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start started in two thousand eight, and here we are. Um, so when you say these numbers and your revenue size, and I, I know you told me you have fifteen salespeople underneath you just for the janitorial section. Like that's in the top like one percent of like the janitorial industry when when you say that. So a lot of people listening here might have a salesperson or two, right? So I, I'm just curious again, speaking large scale here, um, Devin, managing 15 salespeople um, in the janitorial space. I'm just gonna off the cusp here ask you, 
how do you how do you keep them trained how do you keep them inspired focused and like motivated i mean it's such a that's a big team and yeah. in our industry um, for me it's it's really and when you're looking to hire salespeople, it's kind of, for me, what I look at is a couple of key ingredients. And, and that is, um, one, you know, determination and, um, the will to want to be successful. Salespeople, if they're not really wanting to make a lot of money, it's probably not the right industry for them. Um, salespeople need to, I hate to say it, but they want to be a little bit greedy, right? They want to, uh, be a, somebody who wants to make a lot of money. And that's, that's the first thing I look for. Second thing is really just, just hard work. Um, if, if I feel like that person will do whatever it takes to become successful, um, those are really the two things I look at initially. Um, honestly, I don't even really look at, um, janitorial experience when I'm hiring janitorial salespeople. I, I, I can only, I can only think of maybe one or two in my entire career that I've hired that actually had janitorial experience. Um, for me, it's just, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's an industry you can teach. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of retreads in our industry and other in industries in general where, you know, salespeople go from one company to the next, you know, and, and, uh, uh, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who wants to, to make a lot of money and be with a company that they really want to stay with and grow. So those are really the two things I look for initially. Um, as far as training goes, we, as soon as we get them onboarded, we, we send them out with our ops team. They go out in the middle of the night, spend, you know, probably a week going out at night and seeing, um, what we do at night, how we do it. Uh, so they have a good foundation when they're speaking to customers on what actually is happening. Um, years ago, my top, my top salesperson, I actually pulled him out of sales, um, for about six months and we, I put him in operations and, um, yeah, cause we were just growing so fast at the time. This is, you know, 12, 14 years ago, uh, we were growing so fast. We, we needed more people in operations to kind of help manage our business. So I thought it'd be a good idea to get him kind of involved in operations. And we did for about six months and he learned so much and it just made him, a, such a better um, sales consultant because he now understood our business inside and out. Um, so I, I saw that and I'm like, wow, he, he was already doing great in sales. Uh, as soon as I put him back into sales, he literally doubled his, doubled in, in his numbers. It was, it was crazy. And so that's when I was like, oh man, we really need to get, as we hire salespeople, we really need to onboard them and, and really give them not just sales training, but, training on our business, uh, particularly um, so that they understand when they're speaking to customers, they just don't come off as a salesperson, really as a consultant and how they can help. And that's, that's really the key to it in my, in my eyes is, is be a consultant, not just trying to sell them a, a service. I got to ask a question here because I, I just did the numbers in my head, I think. 500 million, 14 years, huh? And they, they said, Devin, here are the keys. And then you said, okay, I see a really cool, like, I think we have an idea, but I need to put an engine. I got to put some tires up in here. I got to figure out how fast we can run. That's still, I've seen a lot of companies that have been in business 30 years that are not even close. They're at yeah. 10, 50 million. And they're like, they're seen as like crushing it in the space, right? Yeah. The run rate that you had is huge. I mean, what you came in as a VP, but I'm assuming 
At what point did you start hiring? How did you kind of start building this this monster in your head? Because I bet that was a little daunting, no? Hey, here you go. And you probably didn't even know you were going to grow it this big either. Yeah, it it was very daunting. And when we first started, it was uh, really myself, uh, the president of our organization, um, and two other uh, regional VPs. So it was like four of us that started the company. And and we knew, you know, we had a great – all the people in art that we had on board all had a lot of experience and relationships with customers. And um, and then we had our sister company, Allied Universal. At the time, it was Universal Protection Service. Um, we, we bought a company called Allied Barton about five or six years ago, and then we changed our name to Allied Universal. So that's when the name changed. The company didn't change, just, just the name. Um, and... Um, yeah, it was just the four of us looking at each other going, all right, let's roll up our sleeves and start growing this business. And, and that's what we did. We, uh, You're right. We didn't have Angel. I didn't have any salespeople at, for the first maybe year. It was just myself and and my boss, the president, and, and our few of our regional managers. And we started bringing on business and then started hiring, you know, to support the business. And, and then away we went. So over the years, we've grown the sales team slowly. Um, we didn't, you know, we didn't have that many initially, obviously. So, so my thought on that was, and, and um, James, you asked about this earlier, was um, I wanted to kind of grow the sales team slowly because I didn't want to hire just a bunch of salespeople and then have to really manage them, right? I mean, I, my, my style is really just hire the right people and then let them do their thing, you know, give them, give them help, give them training, give them guidance, kind of point them in the right direction when they need to be pointed in the right direction, but let them do Let them do their thing. And, and um, you know, if they're not doing that, then, then that's a, another story. <laughs> then you have to, ha- then you have to really manage them. But I try to not hire those types of people that need that level of management. Uh, because like you said, it, it's, it would be managing 15 people. It's a lot of people. And, and if you have to manage them like that, um, hey, what are you doing? Who are you calling today? Where are you going? If you have to do that kind of stuff, they're probably not the right person. You you, you need to hire people that are really self-motivated and want to look at it as their own business. And that's what I tell my BDMs is just look at this like it's your business. You know, um, when you wake up in the morning, you know, do you want to you want to get going at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock? If it was your business, if you owned it or would you probably get up at six, get ready maybe read a sales book or just some, some kind of reading, something on the industry, get mentally prepared and then come eight o'clock you're, you're charging, you know? So um, those are the people I want is, is the ones that, that treat, um, you know, their job as if it was really their business. And, and I think that's, if you find those kind of people, they will always be successful. I love it. Um, yeah, me too. I know, go for it. And I know we both we're question. both about to just go, so I'm just one and one, one and one works. Yeah, just bombard <laughs> you with questions here. I'm just curious, Devin, how do you guys now at such a large scale like pick your industry targets? Like, obviously, you have your ideal customer profile. Every company, big or small, learns their profile through trials and errors. Um, who is your ideal customer and then like how do you guys pick yeah that's more? that's a great question <clears throat> um and that's actually changed a little bit over the years um if you had asked me that question five years ago i would have told you commercial high-rise office um some medical office buildings and 
And that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, we're now, we, we acquired a company a couple of years back um, that did a lot of, that does a lot of malls. So um, the president of our organization has never, initially was not a big fan of malls because there's a lot of, you know, slip and falls and a lot of lawsuits that happen, a lot of liability with that. So initially that was kind of a vertical that we really didn't want to pursue. Um, we acquired a company that does a lot of it and found out it's a great, it is actually a great vertical market. Uh, there's some markets where you probably don't want to do that kind of work. California is one of them. Um, uh, but in other parts of the area, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great market. And, um, uh, so we have gotten into that and we do a lot of it now, but primarily our, our really our sweet spot is commercial office. So commercial office, high rise, uh, commercial, you know, uh, big corporate campuses, um, you know, you know, small, you know, even mid rise to low rise office buildings. That's kind of where our sweet spot is, but we do a lot of medical office now. Uh, also medical office cleaning. We don't, we have not gotten into the, the hospital arena yet. Um, or airports yet. Those are two, two verticals that we're, we're hoping to get into. Um, and we actually recently just got into the GMP space, which is kind of clean room, clean room cleaning. So we're mm. starting to do a lot of that now. So really we're now kind of getting into the whole gamut um, of janitorial space, except for really um, hospitals and, and airports. We, we have not gotten into that market yet. And that's, those are one of those markets where they ask you, we've tried to get in and it's uh, we've, we've had some good pitches and thought we were going to pick up some business. And, and it always comes down to the question of what other airports do you clean or what other hospitals yeah. do you have? And, and if you don't have them, they, they get a little nervous. Weary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Even a, so even a, even a company that big, it still struggles, right? Because there's always someone bigger. But um, yeah. quick question for you. This one I'm intrigued because a lot of people, um, I don't know, when I see someone like you, right, that it's like, okay, here you go. Here are the keys to the castle or we're going to build a castle. Let's go get the wood. Let's go bring it up. It almost sounds like even though there was it was daunting, um, you almost had like the right mindset going into it and you grew it to something huge. So it just tells me like you, the level of experience you have is crazy. So I have to ask you, for somebody that's listening to this, they're probably like 10 million, 5 million, maybe half a million, maybe they're new. Yeah. What's a, what's a good win rate of contracts? So I'm going to go into statistics that you might know or whether yeah. you can share yours or what you see in the industry. What's yeah. a good win rate from the moment I gave a proposal to getting one back? And then two, what's your average sales cycle? I just feel like you already know this, so you guys play the long game a lot of the times. I don't yeah. know how many people play the long game here, even though clearly relationships do matter here. Yeah, great question. And um, unfortunately, our business does have a long sales cycle to it. Um, when I'm hiring salespeople, I really tell them, don't really plan on selling for six months. You know, I mean, don't. Don't even, I just hired someone and I was talking to him mm -hmm. and I told him, don't even focus on your sales goal. Just ignore it because I, I don't, I'm not even going to worry about that at this point. Mm. If we're sitting here a year from now, that, that's a different story. But right now you need to focus on getting appointments, getting RFPs, you know, getting lunches, getting, you know, getting meetings. Those are those are the wins um, because it does take a long time. We're in the service business, so people don't just change. We're not selling a widget, so they don't just 
automatically switch. So it, it does take some time. And, and even when you do convince a customer, uh, then there's a 30-day window that they have to provide the current uh, company. So it, those, it, it really, the time really stacks up. So, mm-hmm. so I would say really it's you, six months is really kind of the lead time um, for any, any of the, the smaller janitorial companies that I think are trying to hire salespeople or I, I think that's a smart thing to do. Um, the worst mistake you can make, in my opinion, is hire a salesperson and then jump all over them in the first week or month or two months and, and say, hey, where's the sales coming? Because it's just it's going to take time, especially the ones that you want to win. They're going to take time. They're, no one's, you're not going to just walk into the industry and just win business. That's just not how it works. So so I would say to the, to the smaller janitorial companies is when you're looking for salespeople, really budget, you know, make when you're underwriting it, just tell yourself, give it a year, give that salesperson a year. And, and you'll know in the first three to six months how well the person's doing, not necessarily based on sales, but maybe based on the meetings he's getting, the quality of meetings he's getting, he or she, um, the RFPs, you know, the amount of proposals they're, you know, churning out. Those are the kind of things that you can tell, right, you know, pretty close how well they're going to do. But I would not base it on actual sales for the first six months. You know, I would just kind of um, hmm. ignore that. And and then as far as um, close ratio, I think you had asked about, I, mm-hmm. I would say for us, it's probably, I would it kind of fluctuates a little bit between 30 and 40%. But on the high end, it's um, my BDMs are like 40, some, some around 50%. And on the low end, 20%. So I would say on the average, we're probably right around 35 to 40% of our win ratio. And, and for me, that's, that's something, and I tell the BDMs, um, you know, try and focus on one uh, industries that we have, that we're strong in. Uh, let's not spend our time chasing uh, airports or hospitals, for example, because our win rate's probably not going to be very good there. So Let's focus on the areas where we are strong and, and we have good references. Um, so that really can help with with the with the you know the win rates and and that's the thing I would suggest to the smaller janitorial companies: figure out what your niche is, um, whatever that is. Maybe it is hospitals or maybe it is airports. If that's what it is, um, then just pursue that with vengeance and 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 you know with aggressiveness, and, and that'll help you be successful. Um, really well said. I think that's really well said. And I think so many people, even the ones that have been in the industry sometimes forget like, Hey, when you hire a salesperson, it is going to be, I think at minimum yeah. six months. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, we've done enough outbound to know that like really six months is the sweet spot that if you, you, that's where you start to see the turning point. I'm curious, how do your, uh, how do your salespeople go out there and find new business? You mentioned like, Kitted meetings, lunches, RFPs, like, I mean, there, there's a lot of different avenues, but like, how do those 15 uh, sales guys go out there and get it? Good question. Yeah. So with really for us, we, we, they get involved in some organizations. Um, one's called BOMA, Building Owners Management Association, and mm-hmm. another one, excuse me, IRAM, International Real Estate Managers. Uh, excuse me. Both of those um, are good good networking groups to kind of get, get started with because those are uh, the people that are members of those organizations 
um, are really the, the people that we're trying to go after and build the relationships with. So, so that's a good start for us, fortunately. Um, we do have a sister company that's very large, um, a security company, and, and um, they partner with our security team to um, kind of go after business in which we are on the security yes. side. So obviously a lot of the smaller janitorial companies don't have that. So um, really I would, I would strongly suggest you get involved in, in some of those organizations. There's all, they're all over the place, BOMA, IRAM, IFMA, um, there's, you know, CAA, you know, like commercial uh, association um, networking groups, but those are all good groups and, and uh, to get involved with. And then also just flat out cold calling. You know, I mean, that's, you know, it, it, I know people don't like doing it or these unsuccessful salespeople don't like doing it, but the successful ones do it. Um, and my top guy does it every single day. You know, he's, he's knocking on doors, making calls and, and, uh, and, and he's, he's my number one guy has been for the last 13 years. And, and he probably does more of it than anybody. And, and that's why he's so successful. So really, uh, I'm a big fan of that. And, uh, you know, business does not walk its way in the door. As, as we all know, you got to go out there and, and get it. So um, that's really the best way for me is, 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 you know, joining those organizations, getting on the phone, getting in your car and, you know, and, and even getting lead companies too, to help you. That's another great, great avenue also, which we've looked at. So all those are really good, good avenues, but it's, but it's, uh, does take a lot of hard work for sure. Hey, Devin, let me ask you for your top guy, give us a range. Where does he usually end the year at? And rev? Uh, well, Just cause well, I know people are going to be like, no, no, no. He probably doesn't even, I want to make sure I put the bow on that cold call thing that you said, like pure sheer effort, yeah. right? Output. Yeah. yeah totally. Well, just so you know, this this year he's already sold ten million dollars, and there it is in, in new business. Um, last year, I think he did fourteen million. See, and guys. So again, if you're listening to this, this is why I just wanted those questions, Devin, because yeah. I think sometimes our brain is funny, right? So, like, if if you can, if you condition your brain not to want a cold call to put that type of output it will give you every reason not to but then you talk to someone like you guys where the growth you guys have had is not normal and even even someone in your name has a win rate of 35 to 40 percent you just never know right the lowest yeah. could be 20 the highest could be 50 but yet somehow when we talk to a lot of these commercial cleaners they think everything should be at 60 percent Everything should come inbound. No, you shouldn't have to chase. If they know, they know. And it's like the top rep that so far has brought 10 million, that last year brought 14 million, pounds the phone more than anybody else. That's right. There is a, a beautiful thing about success, and success leaves clues. And so if you're listening to this, learning from someone like Devin that's built it from scratch, like the clues are right there. Now the question, and here comes my question to you, Devin, is, I'm sure you've hired the wrong reps mm -hmm. and I'm sure you still struggle sometimes in, in yeah. pushing things forward. So if a rep was struggling with calling or putting that sheer effort, what are some like key uh, training points or some things that you have done with them that you've seen? Like usually when we do this, this, we can see, we can see a result. Yeah. Um, I have made lots of mistakes in my, in my time uh, hiring people for sure. Um, and so, like I said earlier, I like to give them a lot of autonomy to kind of do their own thing because, um, you know, 
there's a lot of success success with within salespeople and they all do it a different way. You know, my top guy does it a little different than, you know, my second best person, you know, so, but they're all, di they're all a little bit different. Um, so when, when someone's not doing, you know, when, when the numbers aren't there, I see for me that really the key indicator is the proposal turnout. So if I'm mm. seeing not a lot of RFPs, you know, in mm. our industry, we call it when we get requests for proposals. So if I see that, dropping um that's a real first an indication for me okay why is this person he or she not getting the opportunities that i know they need to get to be successful so when i see that then you know i meet with and i meet with all my sales reps on a monthly basis individually um just to say hey how you know just 15 20 minute conversation how are we doing this month let's look at it what what did you do good what did you do bad um you know, what was, uh, what are some of the deals we think are going to close next month, stuff like that. And just have, you know, a conversation with them. So I kind of get a really good feel on a monthly basis, how they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so I try not to let it go too far where they're getting really down the road where they're really not doing very well. Um, but when I do see they're struggling, I'll, I'll work with them. I'll go out and make calls with them. I'll physically, you know, go out there and make cold calls with them and, and show them, hey, this is this is how I oh, yeah. you know, and and you know, there's not again, like I said, there's not one right way of doing it. Um, but I have my way, and my way has been successful um, for me over my entire sales career. It's not the only way, and it's not probably not the best way, but it's a way that I know works. So I'll work with them and say, hey, look, I know you tried doing it your way. Let's try let's try this now. Let's let's do this. Let's focus on these things. Um, and get this turned around because it's it's better to work with um, try and get someone struggling a little bit get them get them on track than than to just fire them and find somebody else because then you got to train them and go through all that process again which is time consuming so I always try to work with them first before you know we have to part ways you know so I like it well said I love that back to the basics and like VP of sales still being able to make a cold call we're big believers in that with our sales team right yeah. like angel will get on the phone i'll get on the phone like we're never too good for the basics i have a one last question for you here Devin. um and angel might have another one or two but i'm curious about the uh, the the makeup of your sales team so there's 15 people like do you have a sales manager are they all just like individual hunters like what's the dynamic and the team actually look like and do they collaborate at all yeah we um so we you know before covid we would have sell you know in-person sales meetings uh, post covid we've we do them because there are kind of spread around the country a little bit so so we do more teams meetings um i try to do them every other month um uh so it's we kind of do stay collaborative um and when we get on those calls we you know i have everybody talk about what they've done good, you know, like, hey, what give us some success stories. I make sure everybody comes to the table with some success stories so everyone can hear what what's going on in the other markets first. Second, how did they do it? You know, and they talk about a success story and then everyone starts asking questions. Well, how did you get it? How did you get that cold call? What did you what did you go? How did you find the person? We also use a, a program called Zoom Info, which, which we can get a lot of information from. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Um, so yeah, we do have those uh, those meetings. Um, we were trying to do them monthly, and it just got a little overwhelming as the sales team grew. So 
we do them pretty much every other month. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's where we try and get that collaboration um, and camaraderie. And, and for sure, I always do um, at the end of the year, we'll do a kind of a, a you know a wrap up meeting. Bring I'll fly everybody in, and and we'll you know we'll do it around the holidays and stuff like that. And and then also another thing we do at the end of the year is is I have each of the sales guys um, develop a business plan. Uh, for the upcoming year, and mm. and that's one of the things mm. when we go over on the the one on one calls that I have with them on a monthly basis, I'll bring that up and I'll say, hey, in, in your business plan, you talked about these this this is one of the things you wanted to do that you thought was going to be successful. Are you doing that? No. Okay. Why not? You told okay. me this is what you knew was going to make you successful. So why aren't you doing it? So um, those are the kind of things that that we do to keep it going. Um, and right now we that's all the sales team is really all just BDMs and I manage them all. Um, probably within the next year or two, I'll have to hire a director under me to, to help because it's, as we continue to grow, um, it's going to get a little overwhelming. Um, and so I'll probably need some help doing that for sure. Man, I, 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 li- I like the business plan idea. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say it when I was back in distribution, yeah, I, really I totally forgot. That's exactly what you would do. You would lay out the lay of land for your, territory and what you were thinking who could be a good partner strategic partners game plan i that is so true i totally forgot so i know we're running into the time here devin so i want to yeah. do two things ask you two questions the first yeah. question how do we get insight into how devin does it because it seems like you have a way and that way it works we're gonna have to have a host of sales training with you or something or you're gonna have to join <laughs> us someday yeah no but but on the real though do you feel like you have some secret sauce after all these years of some things that that some cleaners are just are not doing that to you are like right there for the taking? Uh, you know, when wh- one of the things I will say is, is when we do walk a building, when we get the opportunity is, is uh, I've trained my salespeople to, to look. And again, the, the, since they do have uh, a little bit of a background in operations and, and what we're looking for, I train them on the walks to look for certain things to see how clean the building is. So um, that really, and then they speak to that when we do present the proposal, right? Like, Hey, we noticed, you know, X, Y, and Z, and this is what we would do to help with those areas. We have this, this product or this training or, or this system that, that will help help with those areas. Um, so that that's one of the things we do on the job walks is is we really look for those things instead of just walking around, you know, just to show up. Yeah. If, if a customer feels it important to do a job walk, that means they they find it important that you should be looking for things to help, you know, make their their facility cleaner. So I like it. So last question here, and I promise I won't take any more of your time. Let's say there's that one person that is like, you know what? Devin seems like an awesome guy, badass. Like I'm looking at his LinkedIn. He definitely has the credibility, but I'm just a lazy person. I'm not going to listen to the whole podcast unless I absolutely feel like I need to. So I'm just going to skip to the end of the podcast, take that one golden nugget from him and see if it's worth reading, uh, hearing. So if they just heard that final advice that you would give them right now when it comes down to sales and commercial cleaning, whether it's mindset, pro- whatever it is, What's that one advice that you would want to be remembered for in this podcast? From uh, from a bit, from a salesperson's point of view, 
from your point of view, whatever whatever well, advice you want to give them. It doesn't have to even be sales related if you don't want to. Well, two things. One, uh, to the to the smaller janitorial owner, um, I would say hire salespeople, honestly. Um, because you know, a lot of people think the business is just going to walk through the door. You're going to get word of mouth, uh, which happens. But I can tell you this: we would not have grown from zero to half a billion dollars without sales team and without people really pushing and wanting to grow grow our organization. It's not wasn't just me growing it; it was a whole team effort, obviously. So um, th that's the first thing I would tell the business owner: is that hire salespeople and Give them a chance, you know, because um, you got to invest in your business, right? I mean, if, if you don't invest in your business, it's not going to grow. You'll be at, you know, you'll be at that one one to two million dollar range for the rest of your life, which is fine. And maybe that's what they want. But if you do want to grow and you want to get bigger, hire salespeople. Um, from a salesperson's perspective, I, I would say that one thing you can you should take out of this is <clears throat> you do need to work hard. Um, you need to make those cold calls. I would say strongly invest in in tapes, sales tapes. I've listened to those my entire career. I'll give this guy a plug because I love him. His name's Brian Tracy. Um, I, I think he's he's one of the best out there. I, I've learned so much from him when I first got into sales, and and I think uh, that would be the most important thing is is when you're in the car, put on a sales tape or a or a podcast, something like this, or don't just get in your car and listen to music or, you know, whatever. Um, I would, I mean, if you want to be successful, that's what I would do. When you're, when in your work day, make sure you're working, doing your thing. Don't do, here's another thing I always tell my sales team. In the middle of the day, make sure you're doing sales functions that are going to make you money. Doing your expense report at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, probably isn't going to make you any money. You know, so I would take that time, do your expense report in front of the TV when you're watching Monday Night Football. You know, it, it, don't don't waste the day, the sales time during the day doing that. Focus on growing your business. So I, that's the one thing I would say uh, to leave leave you guys with is is that. Boom! I love it. RGAs, baby, revenue generating activities, right? That's right. That's, that's right. it. If it doesn't make you money, it should not be in your in your eight to five or in the time that you're focusing on making money. Um, That's exactly right. Man, well, Devin, we'll connect your LinkedIn. We'll put all your information here. If you guys found some value, send them a DM. Let them know some nuggets. So Because even as a leader, the, the best thing that can happen sometimes is, sure, closing business is fun. Of course, we're going to hit our numbers. But when you get to hear that you made an impact on somebody else's life, uh, that is definitely super rewarding. Um, if you're looking for a job as a sales, I'm just kidding. No, that won't, I won't plug that <laughs> one in there. But no, <laughs> connect yeah. with Devin. Devin, it's been a pleasure, man. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're going to send you, you an email. We would love to have you. We have an event coming up. We'll love to have you there. We'll send you an information because a lot of people can learn from you and vice versa. So thank you so much for being here, guys. If you guys appreciated it, leave a review, comment, message Devin. Thank you so much once again, Devin. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you. Have a great day. You too.